everybody. This is Coming Up Roses. I'm Kevin. And I'm Kelly. And this is your New Year's Eve episode of Coming Up Roses slash This Week with the Roses slash Friday Night Chats. We've been through some name changes, but we're sticking with this one. We're sticking with this one. Uh, new show format a little bit. Uh, you'll also be able to find us on Spotify uh, for an audio version of the show. Uh, yep. Trying to expand our horizons. Uh, maybe make a little bit of that cheddar. Uh, <laughs> let's if, not, if possible, let's not get... But yeah, let's not yeah. joke anybody. That's not going to happen. Maybe. It would be nice. Yeah. But but let us know if uh, that would bother you if there were ads in the show. If not, then why? You know, <laughs> of course anyway. it would bother people. Who wants to listen to ads? Yeah. But we'll do it if it's going to pay us. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we love you guys, <laughs> but, you know, some cheddar would be nice too, you know? Anyway. So uh, we're wrapping up 2021. Yeah. And we thought we would go back through some of the big stories of the year. And, and when we, when we started the looking, stories of the year, they all they suck. suck. They are horrible, divisive. Uh, you know, everybody's going to be pissed one way or the other. Uh, everything from, you know, uh, what happened on January 6th to where your feelings are on the on the, uh, uh, mandates with vaccines and, and you know, uh, all the other bullshit that's happening in the world. So yeah. my wife, who's awesome. I can Google search. Yeah. That's really the only thing that happened. I found a story about um, 21 things that made the world a better place in 2021. From wired.com. So why not read those stories? Yeah. Yeah. Because the world did change a lot this year. Yeah. Now, at this point, we've kind of glanced over the talking, the, the main point. We've read the little headlines. So we're kind of wanted to, we figured it would be, again, because we like to be authentic with you guys, <laughs> if we read them and then talked about each one with a little bit more in depth and uh, see how it goes. All right. So are you ready? Let's do it. Uh, first thing, that more than 8.47 billion COVID-19 vaccinations were administered globally. Well, there you go. Uh, the largest max vaccination campaign in history. Hmm. Well, it just occurred to me, like, how many people are there in the world? A lot. Yeah. It used to be. I, I honestly don't know what the population of the world is. Alexa, what's the world population? <laughs> According to the U.S. Census Bureau, the world population today is approximately 7.87 billion. Well, shit. 7.87 billion, and there were almost 9 billion COVID jabs. So, But you get more than one. I mean, you have to get two, right? Um, I guess. That doesn't seem to shake out, does it? No. Now the All folks right, so... at Wired have gotten us a little worried. <laughs> Let's see. Um, Let's see. In the UK, on December, in December 2020... The UK administered the first non-trial COVID-19 vaccination um, to a 90-year-old woman in a fetching leopard print scarf. A year later, almost 9 billion COVID jabs have been put in arms around the world and the number is climbing okay, literally so every second. They are counting each individual. Okay, yes. so. If you were lucky, you got a cool sticker after your shot. The speed, intensity, and efficacy of the life-saving vaccine rollout is a phenomenon that's powerful to behold. And it's estimated that we're just three months away from 75% of the global global population having had the first dose. So, okay, so they are counting individual uh, jabs. So, so four and a half out of the seven something. 
Yeah, because I don't think Johnson and Johnson. That's about half the, the population. Yeah, a little more than than that. Thereabouts, yeah. Wow, that's impressive. Yeah, that is impressive. That is impressive. Mm-hmm. So, thank you to all those scientists that worked on getting that stuff out there quickly. There you go. Yeah, um, I will tell you from my own personal experience. Um, being a person who suffers from health-related anxiety, mm-hmm. the the pandemic and the shutdown was really bad for me because yeah. it gave me every excuse I needed not to participate in regular life. But to give everybody the full picture, we live in a house with five adults. One of the adults has uh, miraculously beat stage four cancer. Mm-hmm. Like he's beat it. Uh, they even said, we weren't going to say it's in remission, they send, and, but then they said, you know what? Fuck it. You're in remission. Right. We can't find it anymore, which is a miracle. He's Your dad's a rock star. Your mom's got COPD. COPD. So her lungs are compromised. Older. Yeah, they're both older people. They're they're compromised. And you have diabetes, and so does Michael, and we're all overweight. So. Right. so we're in a house full of the comorbidities that made COVID a, a real problem. Yeah, but for a person who's not, for me, I'm not an overly social person. Right. Who I'd rather stay home and do nothing than on a good day. Yeah. The the shutdown really gave me the excuse to not have to put myself out there. Yeah. And I'm still kind of dealing with the effects of that. Right. The vaccine was a step toward putting my mind at ease. Yeah. To go back to work safely and be back amongst people again and... um. You know, and I get you, people right now are still getting the variants of COVID, even with the vaccine, but they're not dying from it. They're getting the flu, basically. Yeah, Omicron is just like Um, a bad cold or the flu. It's not, uh, I think. And I don't want to get that either. So I'll continue to wear my mask around people and avoid busy places. And that's just me. Um, But anyway, vaccine is a good thing. That's a good thing. All right. Here's the second one. This is going to be a very interesting conversation. Mm-hmm. The great resignation gave workers their lives back. So it says, if there is a greater joy in the world than quitting, it's everyone in the world quitting at once. Spring and summer 2021 saw a wave of resignations after employees across the globe used the pandemic to reflect on their work-life balance. Okay. So I'm a person that realizes and for a very long time that the news people have a bias and mostly towards left-leaning bias which is you know if you announce your bias i i respect that you you and you say i look at this through this lens this is what i'm seeing when i try to hide it and act like they're objective i have a real problem with that in this case it seems like they're trying to paint a bright picture on shitty employment numbers so with all of this stuff that happened during the pandemic all these businesses that got shut down uh, and and could not restart and all of this other stuff. Uh, I think they're trying to paint it with a happy brush, and that's what it looks like here. Yeah. This looks like bullshit to me. But I'm looking at it from another side because I work in a field where people are quitting left and right that's because true. the work-life balance is out of whack. Mm-hmm. Um, and any, I mean, then it was like that. I mean, it's this has been coming. This is not a result of the pandemic. The pandemic just magnified it. Yeah. Um, teachers working way over the amount of contracted hours they get paid. Yeah. And late into the night and on the weekends. I mean, I when I first started teaching, 
it was commonplace to spend seven or eight hours on Sunday prepping for your week because you did not have time during your work day to do it. Yeah. Or you wouldn't see people leaving until six o'clock at night, having gotten there at seven in the morning, um, carrying half their work home with them to do in front of the TV at night. And then to be on, you know, the parents having to be in touch with parents and answering emails and all on top of the actual job we do, which is teaching. And then just and then the dynamic meetings changing. and and trainings and professional development and all that on top, it it was insustainable. Yeah, and I think what happened is the pandemic just forced people to say. I mean, we were all forced to work from home, and then it was like, huh, you know, my kid. Of course, there was learning loss. Of course, there was learning loss. Yeah from my perspective and from the people that I work with, that's all I can speak to busted our ass to provide quality education. If the kid's parent didn't put the importance on them being in front of their computer, we, they were given devices. Mm -hmm. They were given internet access. Mm -hmm. They were given every tool they needed. Mm -hmm. If they couldn't be in front of the screen somewhere, then they could log in for asynchronous lessons on their time, like if if there was learning loss, it wasn't entirely because the teachers didn't do no, it. No, and that would have been like it was before the pandemic. If your parents are not involved, well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. This is this is it, it, put it, the it magnified it. On it, it magnified, magnified it. Right, you're right. Because but then the blame goes all to the teachers who just don't want to have to get up and go to work anymore, and they they're always on vacation. You you only work ten months. I work ten months out of the year, but I get paid. I get paid 10 months out of the year. Yeah. I I choose to lower my paychecks so that I can continue to get paid during the summer. Yeah. But I'm only getting paid for yeah. 10 months. Even though if you count all the hours that we work, we're well into the same range of hours that anybody would work a full-time yeah. job. So I think in my particular field, that great resignation has been coming for a long time. Yeah. But you're not going to resign. No, but I can't tell you I didn't think about it. Yeah, that's true. I really can't afford to. So I'm before the pandemic, the closest you came was that last year you were teaching third grade. They put you out in a I mean, know, was just camper a frustrating or something. Year. <laughs> it was a bad year. And I will tell you, as hard as the pandemic years have been, it hasn't been the students. No. That year it was the students. Yeah. Um I when I get into my classroom and the kids come in, that's when I love my job it's just everything before and after that becomes yeah. overwhelming so well, admin has been an issue growing issues for all teachers uh, my personal so. admin w was awesome you're yeah i cannot lay a complaint at anything any of my administrators did. right they were fantastic you're building admin yeah. yes my building admin yes so anyway moving on i, I get the <laughs> whole resignation people wanting not to live for their job anymore yeah, but that that story is, to me looks like painted bullshit. That just looks like painted bullshit to me. That they're trying to make unemployment numbers look good. Well, you know what? People also were like, "Hey, I can work from home yeah. and be just as productive as when I'm in the office." Sure. The the um, company I'm working for is doing that. Right. Most of the they 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 were saying, "Well, you know what? This is working for us for the most part. Mm -hmm. We'll just keep everybody working from home. If you want to come back into the office, you can." Yeah. And to my understanding, there are some folks that 
you know, because they've got kids. Oh, I can imagine some people hate working from home. Yeah. It was difficult when we were both working from home. Yeah. Because we share a space. Yeah. It was hard. All right. Ready for the next story? Yeah, let's do it. Drones helped us get a handle on plastic pollution. Well, there you go. Um, so really quick, let's see. Um, throughout 2021, UK, UK-based startup Ellipsis Earth has been mapping the scale of the world's plastic population with camera-equipped drones that are able to sometimes identify the exact exact origin of the trash. And then these speedy surveys allow experts to better understand the solutions needed in different areas from pushing through dumping regulations at beaches to installing more bins in littering hotspots. Okay. It's a good use of drone technology. Absolutely. Let's get our trash under control. Absolutely. Yeah, I like that. I think one of the biggest things as far as environment, and a lot of people think, oh, you you hate the environment, and that's the furthest thing from the truth. And maybe we'll talk about that one day, but I think there are ways that you can do things that are great for the environment, and this is a great example of that, without saying, okay, well, we have to give the government much more power so that they can regulate the shit out of everybody, and that'll be great for the environment. And that's hardly ever, never, ever the case. You let some of these private businesses take care of it because they're going to do it right. They're using drone, drones. They're going to track things down. Uh, when it comes to sanitation, the, 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 the companies that do that are trying to find better ways to do that. And when we give that information to these other countries, especially third world countries, and they start cleaning up their stuff, that's what helps the environment better and helps the world. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm a firm believer in the, the world is better through commerce, way more through commerce than regulation. Than regulation. Absolutely, 100%. If somebody could invent some kind of um, spray deodorizer that can be like pumped through dumping stations. Oh, my God. We went to the dump today. We, yeah. we cleaned out a closet. Oh, and my God. We just got rid of a lot of old stuff and... We uh, loaded up the car, which I, I kind of miss having the truck. I really, if I had a, an option to get like a Ranger, they don't make them anymore, but like a Ranger size truck, one of the smaller truck, I'd do it. But uh, anyway, uh, so we loaded up the car <laughs> as much as we could, drove it there. We had our little can of, uh, Kevin's spray. like, I grabbed the room, the Bath and Body Works room, concentrated room deodorizer, eucalyptus yeah. and mint. We were yeah. like, Psh. Now you would think, well, why did you do that in such a small? Oh, you need because it. you need it in this place. It's... Those people that work there don't get paid enough money. They... I don't know how much they get paid, but it is not enough. They, they're dead inside. You can just look at them. They're like we thought walking, the one guy actually te- technically we did think he was dead for a minute. Yeah, um, but crazy. then he moved, and we were like, oh god, he's still alive. Okay. <laughs> All right, so that was a good one. What do you think about this one? A, a human, human mind... mind was wirelessly connected to a computer. I think this is a good thing. I think there are a lot of practical uses. When I first read the headline, I was like, that's not good. Yeah. Well, as a comic book reader, you kind of, this is one of those things where science fiction is catching, like actual technology is catching up to science fiction. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just an example is uh, back in the 90s, Tony Stark had an Iron Man suit that wasn't a suit. It was a a drone that was connected to his brain because he was paralyzed at the time. Anyway. Uh, this is the kind of thing that, that that is the practical application of this. And they talk about this here. Uh, yeah, um, it says computer interfaces, mm-hmm. brain-computer interfaces, 
have been used to help people type, use robotic prosthesis, and even move their own limbs in the past. But for the first time, participants in these studies can use the technology in their homes because now it's wireless. Yeah. So people who are paralyzed or, you know, amputees or whatever can gain function back through these prosthetic devices that are wirelessly transmitting brain signals yeah. to your computer, which, I mean, it's amazing. That is amazing to me. Yeah. That we have that, but we can't make the dump smell better than it does. Yeah. <laughs> I guess there's a lot more money. Uh, Think about like the $6 million <laughs> man. That That's science fiction, but now that's even closer now than ever before. If you could yeah. attach something to somebody's brain and they have working limbs... Now, of course, you probably want to have some way where you got a guy who's not. Yeah, like, what if somebody hacks into the computer and then makes you do all kinds of stuff you don't want to do? I mean, that's the thing. There's got to be ways to prevent. Like, that, suddenly but... Stephen Hawking's is like committing murder because someone hacked into his computer and he's yeah. killing people. Wow. That sounds like no one steal that idea. <laughs> that sounds like an awesome idea for it does. a story. So, well, we've, we've got very creative friends that would be able to write that story. <laughs> I always, uh, every now and then, I, I, I keep telling that I'm not a very creative uh, person when it comes to that kind of thing. But every now and again, I'll come up with a gem. And I'll let my buddy Richard know about it uh, from a couple episodes back, Richard. Uh, and he could write stories like that. And as a matter of fact, we, we wrote uh, uh, or got an idea together and started working on dialogue for a film script called House Shoes, and it was all about a night at the bowling alley. Mm-hmm. So it's fun. That was a fun so, thing to do. Stephen Hawking still alive? Or no, he's dead. he's dead. He's dead as hell. Okay. So I have to write something that took place in the past. Then. There you go. It would be like his greatest invention. Look, now all these people who need these devices, look what Stephen Hawking's did, and then someone smarter than him hacks into the mainframe. Yeah. Who goes down for the murder? Well, because he technically shot. physically committed it. Mm-hmm. But did he physically commit it? If his brain that is. That would committed. be a great story. Yeah. I would not use Stephen Hawking's name <laughs> because he 100% no. will get sued. But it would have yeah. to be somebody equally as brilliant as him. Yeah. Equally as, you know, yeah. disabled as he was. Yeah. What it would call him, Stephen Jocking? No. Just make up a name. A com- completely new name. And you want to make sure you don't get sued. <laughs> Sure. Like he's he gets dead. crippled because of an accident. It's not a disease. It's, you know, the whole night. I thought you could write about stuff like that. Well, I can't write shit. Mm-hmm. All right. China eliminated malaria. That sounds like bullshit. Did not know that. I didn't know that, but it sounds like complete bullshit. The World Health Organization. Okay, well, never mind. Declared That's China free of malaria after decades of targeted and sustained action. Yeah, I don't believe that. Not even a little bit. Says in the 1940s, China reported 30 million malaria cases annually. God, that's a lot. Yeah. In 2020, the country reported four consecutive years of zero indigenous cases. And that is if you can believe China and the World Health Organization. Just leave in the comments if you believe China. If you truly believe China is <laughs> being truthful here. I'm, I'm curious as to how you would believe that. I hope it's true. It'd be great if it was true. It's yeah. 100% not true. All those people who died of malaria, at, they said they were COVID-related deaths. <laughs> <laughs> we'll show yeah, them. not funny, but... A little funny. A little funny. All right, here we go. Donald Trump was banned from Twitter. Yeah, yeah he really was. Um, I'm not a big fan of the whole cancel culture thing. I've never <sighs> been a fan of it. 
And I'm also not a fan of Donald Trump on Twitter. No. But I don't think he should have been banned from Twitter. No. No, it's 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 just bad form. Yeah, yeah, you're, I you're, and I get it; it's a private company, and a lot of people t- kind of throw he's that. He's also me, but... the president of the United States, whether yeah. you like it or not. Yeah. Um, would Joe Biden get banned? I mean, Joe Biden probably wouldn't make statements like Trump made on Twitter. I don't know. He's, but you just don't silence. I mean, you could you could you could go on YouTube and type "Joe Biden racist" and find stuff that is clearly. I know people cut things to make it sound like anything. Mm-hmm. Sure. So. <laughs> Yeah. Again, <laughs> again, not. I was not a fan of his tweeting, tweeting at yeah. all. I think he should have exercised a lot more restraint. Yeah, um, he should have been a big boy and not gotten drawn into all that. No, but, but I don't think that he should have been banned from it. No, nobody should have been. They they started this shit with Alex Wright. Uh, uh, not Alex Wright. Alex. Um, God, he was Infowars. I can't think of his name right now. But he, uh, big conspiracy theorist and all this other stuff, and he got banned, and, and it's kind of a, a big pain. You know, that was the first of it, and it's like, well, he's crazy. He's giving out bad information, blah, 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 and that was just the first of it, and it was a slippery slope. And then you ended up where there were stories that were actively blocked because they didn't have the right information, and then months later, Alex Jones. Then months later, they come back and say, oh, yeah, that ended up, that was true shit, you know? So I, I think this wave of censorship that's come up in the last two years uh, has definitely been more harmful than good. You know, here's an interesting thing my brother posted about the time capsule they found under the monument of Robert mm-hmm. E. Lee in Richmond. They took the monument down. There was a time capsule under it, which they all knew was there, right? Mm, I think they did, yeah. Okay, so if they put a time capsule underneath the monument, wouldn't they have expected at some point the monument would have been removed? Yeah. So otherwise it just would have been there forever and found in the rubble of what was left of America. Yeah. You know, very interesting. It's a good point. It's really a good point. Yeah. So they say, maybe they saw know. it coming. They're like, this guy's a douchebag, and no one's going to, 130 years from now, (laughs) they're going to take the statue down. And we're going to leave the Constitution of Robert E. Lee's camp encampment, Mm -hmm. because that was in there. They weren't very careful when they were looking through it, either. I I don't know how much I I believe. It was like some lady in jeans who was kind of snarky, in my opinion. Yeah. I don't know how much I believe that happened live. Because they kind of presented it like it was happening live, but I would think that there's historical societies well, that they would were, immediately grab that. They thing were and taking said, the things out, like they would put it on a tray, and they're like, "I have to get this back to whatever," and they're like, yeah. oh, "Okay, go ahead, go ahead and take it." Yeah, you don't do but that. But the shit first in a person who was taking people. it out, like, was I thought was handling things rather. That's why I think it was bullshit. There's no way they didn't already look through that. I mean, that's huge amount of bullshit right there I, to orchestrate that. I mean, yeah. I was watching a feed from the governor's Facebook page. Yeah. And, when and there I was watched, some little was kid like, hanging around. Not... They, so they finally did ask the little kid who he was. And yeah. he gave his name. And they were like, oh, well, how did you happen to get in here? And he's like, oh, my dad is so-and-so. And you could literally hear people like, Shh, you know. Oh, my God. <laughs> so either it's just incompetence. or Because I would think there's historical societies that just, the second that came up, they were petitioning to yeah, have that it, protected. It, it, yeah. And they just kind of willy-nilly opened it up. I don't know. 
I mean, I, they're trying to erase all that history. Why would they protect it? Yeah, well, and maybe that's why they, they did such a shitty job opening up and just like <laughs> flipping it around. Oh. Yeah, it did seem like I would think, you know, that there'd be people in like, you'd be in an air like you see video on how they handle the constitution and the declaration <laughs> yeah. like the real documents so you can see they have stations set up where they talk about it at, at the the national archive they're all in hazmat suits not because it's doing radiation they just want to make sure they don't damage the document right. the most important documents of all time now these are not the most important documents of all time but it is a historical history. matter yeah, yeah it's history so whether you um, like it or not yeah all right. Dutch bee hotels helped bee populations remain stable. Well, that's good. More than 11,000 people counted bees as part of the Netherlands National Bee Census. And they discovered, and what they discovered was encouraging as urban bee populations were found to have remained steady over the past few years. Good. Very good. That's very good. The bees, uh, you know, are essential species. Oh, so there's your good. least favorite word. There was a ban oh, on Jesus. chemical weed killers. Because they kill the bees. Well, yeah. Air and bees. <laughs> <laughs> that's clever. If I had a bee colony, that's totally what I would call it. Mm. Airbnb. That's hilarious. If you have a Discovery Plus, if you don't, it's four bucks. It's worth it. Uh, there was a documentary on there about the murder hornets. And they did. They talked a lot about the beekeepers and whatnot. And there's like a, a it almost was like an action hero type thing. But when they first got discovered in the United States, this one bee guy, one of his things got taken out, and he hunted that the murder hornets down. <laughs> it was amazing uh, the way he did it. And he was like, Murder you know, hornets. I remember when we heard about murder hornets. Like, what else can happen to us right now? <laughs> yeah. God is definitely sending us some messages. Mm -hmm. um, analysts built software that revolutionized the fight against child sex abuse. Well, good. Yep. I hope it tastes These people them in spent the balls. hours trolling through child sex abuse images and categorizing them to help countries tra crack down on offenders. Good. This year, the team rebuilt their hashing software so that the data shared with law enforcement agencies across the world is relevant to their localities, meaning they can prioritize the most serious images, more easily remove and block the content, and bring offenders to justice. Good. Nothing but win there. Nothing but win there. Check that one out. NASA has made oxygen on Mars. Now, how do you make oxygen? I, I, I'm serious question. If anybody out there knows, let me know. <laughs> if anyone out there knows the, I mean, I know the chemical compounds to oxygen. Yeah, well, it's it's an element, so it's just oxygen, right? No. How do you make it? Um, but if you can make it on Mars, that's awesome news. That means you can colonize Mars. They and, converted some of Mars's carbon dioxide-rich atmosphere into oxygen. Okay. How do you? How do you? Well, I guess there's scrubbers that they they use. Yeah, I mean they um, use them in spacecraft. Okay, well, there so you go. yeah, it's a giant leap on getting humans to Mars. Yeah, if they could build a space station on Mars, that'd be great. Why? Well, one, you can it leads to further exploration out further into space, but two, eventually the 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 population growth oh. uh, would need just to be... more planets for us to destroy. There's, and fight there's nothing over on the planet. And there's, kill people over. There's there's nothing on the planet, and and we're gonna get there first. Or Elon Musk is. That's a, that's even better. <laughs> I'd be a hundred percent down. Elon Musk plants his flag on on Mars. <laughs> Hell yeah. No, 
no one should be planting a flag on Mars. I'm 100% down with it. Virtual cues revolutionized waiting. This one, I'm all about this. Any technology that makes waiting in line better? Yeah, yeah. I'm all about it. 100%. So apparently, like restaurants, entertainment establishments, movie theaters, theme parks, because of COVID and the social distancing requirements, decided to put the queue in a digital format. And you just click to get into the line, and well, then your phone buzzes. That's yeah. been going on forever at restaurants. Yeah, by the way. I was about to say they handed you the little buzzy yeah. switch, and then yeah. you know you'd sit there and oh, it's on yeah. table but this drive. I guess is on a grander scale. Yeah, I'm kind of down for this because when I go to Walmart, that's what I do. They pull all my groceries, and then I wait in the parking spot, and they bring <laughs> it out at the designated time. Well, just thinking car. about it at a, an amusement park. It's, it's actually very good. Because it is because you don't have to wait in those. Going hours. in, yeah, you could sit there and say, well, I'd like to ride, just using Bush Gardens because it's local and it's an awesome park. I'd like to ride this. There's uh, probably a wait. You look at the oh, thing. Oh, you can says, get down at oh, 3 o'clock, hold 3 your spot. Hold your spot, click that, go and enjoy a show or some Yeah, you're not spending two or three hours waiting in a line. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome, and they that technology should have happened a long time ago. There's probably more, well, necessity is the mother of invention, so I guess... Uh, well, Disney's had those bands, you know, where you... Yeah, but you pay through the ass to get past the line that was I already there. This is a new way. Uh, we'll see. Yeah. The world's first 3D printed school opened its 3D printed doors. There you go. In less than 24 hours, 15 to be precise, affordable housing group, 14 trees... Built an entire school in Malawi this July using 3D printing technology. Now, I talked about this a while back, and you didn't know this story when I talked about it. But basically, there's a, a 3D, there's companies that are starting to do 3D printed houses. And it's basically a very inexpensive way to build housing for the poor. And they're not like just shitty housing. They're really decent housing for a very low price. And if they're able to do that for the school, um, and the way they do it essentially is that they, they lay the foundation, then they put a track uh, rig, a track rig up, and then it you know pours, you know whatever the material is, largely like cement or whatever, and then they build a base structure, and then they go in and put the wiring and all this. It's kind of interesting to watch. Um, I think this is a very good thing, particularly if you're talking about these places where there's. Of, uh, not a whole lot of resources like third world countries and whatnot. This is nothing but win right here. Yeah, because guess what? Like if your school, oh my God, we're overpopulated this year. Mm -hmm. We don't have any more classrooms in our building. We'll just 3D print one over the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. It says women and children sang and danced in front of the new school to celebrate its opening, but they sang too loud and one wall collapsed. I'm no like, way. Oh. Kidding. He doesn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> And, and redesign it for the music room. <laughs> no, I'm only kidding. Uh, that that's is pretty funny. cool. That is very cool. They need more schools in Africa and mm -hmm. these countries, that's for sure. Okay. This one I could care less about, but I mean, I guess if you're... Thought in to be extinct orchid was found in a London roof. Yeah, who gives a shit about that? I mean, I get... It, here's the thing. Species of things, plants, animals, whatever... They go extinct, and some new ones are discovered. So, I mean, it's kind of cool, but it's... You know. Somebody was growing this thought-to-be-extinct orchid on the roof of a London uh, investment bank. Yeah. Oh, great. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! 
the Met re- removed the Sackler, Sackler name from its galleries. I don't even know who Sackler is. What's While about? it's unfortunately not possible to erase America's opioid crisis overnight, leading galleries are at least helping to erase the names of the family that helped precipitate it. In recent years, Purdue Pharma founders, the Sackler family, have faced increased scrutiny for their mm-hmm. company's role in the opioid endem- panda- epidemic. And prominent museums who've accepted donations from the Sacklers are now distancing themselves from the family. Yeah, I bet they're not giving the money back. <laughs> Here's the thing. Opioids are overused, no doubt. Mm-hmm. They're probably the country's largest drug problem right now. Very much so, yeah. But there are people who use opioids for legit reasons. Yeah. And so can you sack this? I mean, I I would like to read into this to find out what the company did to help the epidemic. I don't know anything about this. I think I remember now the Sackler thing coming up once. uh, It was either 60 Minutes or Sunday morning. They were talking about them and their role in the because it seems like it was the the they were um manipulating the data so i don't know then they should go to jail yeah argentinian capybaras reclaimed their habitat by force with the the guns i'm just picturing like care bears with rifles (laughs) fuck you Pick your ideal location for rodents to seek their revenge, and you'll likely agree that you can't go wrong with a gated community. Oh. In October, capybaras began reclaiming an affluent neighborhood near Buenos Aires that was once their territory, munching on its array of manicured flower beds and neat lawns. This two-for-one act of class warfare and environmental activism was a valiant move by the largest rodents in the world. All right, I got to find out what is C A C A P Y B A R A S. They're cute. Capybaras are cute. I've never heard of one. Really? Yeah. Keep going. Look, they look like big guinea pigs. Oh my god. Yeah. If you I don't know if they can see. Yeah. <laughs> wow. All right. Take back your land, capybaras. You were there first. And they did it without one shot fired, so that's awesome. Good, good job. I mean, the worst they did was ruin these people's lawns. Yeah, I mean. That's a fun story, though. That is fun actually, story. Because it does bring to mind, you know, like armed militant capybaras, which are the sweetest animals from what I've read. Yeah. They have a very sweet disposition. So they're pissing on your lawn. Unless I'm thinking of something <laughs> else. I one of my we did animal reports last year mm-hmm. and one of my kids had capybara oh i remember that mm-hmm. that i remember okay and she was like capybara but it turned out that they were like the little cuddly friends of all the other animals like they're really nice animals yeah i remember you talking about that <laughs> uber drivers were granted workers rights in the uk well it's about freaking time well, how could uh, they not be granted workers' rights? What does that mean? Yeah, that's the thing. What do they mean by that? The gig economy was brought to heel this February when a landmark decision by the UK Supreme Court saw Uber drivers' workers' rights entrenched. The ruling that Uber drivers are workers and not self-employed opened the doors for minimum wage and holiday pay. Okay, so th- this is where 
I think this is government overreach because when you when I worked for and I did Uber for a day and the reason I stopped no you didn't what Uh, we got our insurance canceled over that we got our insurance canceled over it because we were looking into it and I tried to do it and I worked one day and Geico said no you can't do that or you're gonna have to pay us three grand and we're like nope and they said okay well you're not insured by us and we were with Geico I had been with Geico forever like 20 plus years yeah so we, I had to stop, and I could, I, I never got back into it. But here's the thing: when you, when you do that, I, I don't want to make an hourly wage. I don't want to. This is something I did on the side, and it was a gig. They call it a gig economy because you're doing it as a per use, a, a per per job, and you are working as a, a almost like a, a contractor. A contractor, and I have no problem with that. I have no problem with that. So when the government says, no, we're going to force you to do this, well, then there's going to be less and less of those drivers. So they probably But they're put forcing out Uber to pay them holiday pay, right? Which means Uber's just going to either... Or they'll just raise the rates on holidays. Well, here's what they'll do. They'll either raise the rates or they won't uh, uh, have people driving the cars. They'll do automated cars. I would not Uber, get an... Ob- uh, no. Well, that would be your I choice. I would pay a higher rate. They're, they are, if their interference is going to cause problems for people. Either they're not going to be able to drive for Uber any longer or, or uh, the prices are going to go up because of government interference, not because of anything, because the person who decided to work for Uber already knew the deal before they started but working for Uber. But how did this get all the way to it. the Supreme Court, though? So clearly there mm-hmm. was issues to right. start with. The Supreme Court isn't going to weigh in unless something's brought before them. I don't know. I don't know the British system, but I think I think that's if you before you start before you pick up that first person, you know the deal before you that person gets into your car. So for the government to say no, we want you to do it this way. That's bullshit. That should not be how that works. So I don't understand how minimum wage would work if you're just getting paid per ride. Yeah. So if you are making X many dollars an hour, you could end up losing money because if you take in that hour, you drive five people around in each one uh, uh, at different, you know, lengths of time or whatever. Uh, you probably would have made, I did it for three hours, made 30 bucks, um, you know, and that was just me learning how to do it. If I was any good at it, I probably could have made a lot more money. Uh, but if I'm doing it for $15 an hour, uh, you're probably losing money. So again, it sounds great and they make it, they paint, this is one of those deals where they're trying to paint it like it's a, a good thing, but I'm betting that it's not. I'm betting it's completely not as good as they're trying to paint it out to be. But, you know, hey, read the story. Well, we're going to link uh, the story to the account. Yeah. Uh, we'll link the, the Wired story to the uh, uh, description and click on it, figure it out yourself. Uh, read read up on it. Says the court concluded that the drivers were workers because of Uber's level of control over them, including setting fares and not informing them of passengers' passengers' destinations until they were picked up. So if they didn't have full control over what they were, their fares and all, then they are working for Uber. They're not independent. I don't understand that. I don't know. I got to read the story again before. before you start picking up your first person. You know the deal before you before you. If you don't like the deal, don't work for Uber. Yeah. So okay, there you go. Yeah. Uh, United <laughs> flew the first passenger aircraft with a hundred percent sustainable fuel. Well, there you go. I'm all about that. Yeah. Burned up to seventy five percent cleaner than petroleum based fuels. 
Okay. While there is some debate about greenwashing surrounding the event, it was nonetheless a vital moment for the aviation industry. Okay. I don't know. Uh, the fuel was is. made from sugar, water, and corn. Oh, so basically they made a high-grade alcohol, like petroleum based, Non-petroleum-based sustainable sugar. Sustainable fuel made from sugar, water, and corn. Okay. But they flew an airplane with it. I wonder for how long. It was like it's off the ground. DC it's off the ground. Great, great, great. Let's get it back down. <laughs> that worked. It was Reagan to like JFK. Yeah, the twenty-minute <laughs> airplane. Uh, their, uh the Oscars had their most diverse year ever. Okay, I don't really care about the Oscars anymore. I never really did care about the Oscars, yeah. to be honest with you. It, it's just a bunch of people patting themselves on the back in their own horn. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, electric vehicles outsold diesel for the first time in Europe. Go f whatever, right? Well, the problem with that, the problem with electrical vehicles is they're stupid expensive. How much energy does it produce to charge your electrical vehicle? Yeah, and you're using coal factory uh, power to do that. The 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 trick to the and this is where people are going to hate me, but if you want this a, is it, a folks. good electrical uh, system. Uh, you, wind and solar are not going to produce uh, the way a nuclear power plant does. You want to get clean up the environment? I'm all for shutting down coal fire plants. Nuclear power is clean, safe, sustainable, and and, and, and scary. It's not scary though. People are scared of nuclear power. And they when should you say be. it. They are scared. Of it. I understand that, but that's just stupid. Because if it if it safe. if it malfunctions and you have a Chernobyl in your hand. Okay, okay, but there. See, I started following this one. A couple of people I've followed on TikTok that are mm -hmm. that are nuclear engineers, and then I've looked through, through other sources, like other stuff through some of the economic stuff. It is the most clean and safe, sustainable yes. energy. I, and I, I know, but first of all, don't take who you follow on TikTok as the final word on right. on that. Um, yeah, I mean, it is safe. I'm saying the reason why people don't want nuclear energy is because they are think uninformed. of Chernobyl in their head. <laughs> and they're it's a gut reaction to it. I get it, but it's they're uninformed. I'm just saying. Things I'm just are saying considerably I safer since even uh, the debacles of, uh, of Chernobyl, which were caused by the government, not <laughs> because of the idea that nuclear power isn't safe. Oh, yeah. So, anyway. Okay. The Ever Given was freed from the Suez Canal. Oh, yeah. Remember when that shipping... That Boy, was... little did we know then... Yeah. What real shipping uh, problems would be. Yeah. Because they just said, hold my beer to that one. Oh, we got one thought? stuck in the Suez Canal. Look at all of these sitting off the coast of L.A. L.A., yeah. <laughs> um, who would have thought, though? I mean, that, you you would think they would have things in place. Oh, there's a ship stuck out there. We'll like bumpers? The way. Yeah, something. I mean, how did it get wedged? What was it trying to do? I don't know. I, I, I would hope somebody's done gotten tased in the balls over that i don't know container ship getting stuck in the suez canal for six days somebody had to get fired somebody oh. had to get fired yeah uh renewable energy had a record year all right when it comes well to... that's because that airplane took off with all yeah <laughs> uh when it comes to the climate crisis the world needs any bit of good news it can get and in december the international energy agency Revealed that 2021 was renewable energy's biggest year ever, with roughly 290 GW of renewable energy gigawatts yeah. uh, installed globally. 
AKA loads of lovely wind turbines and solar panels. Okay. Well, still not as efficient or, 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 or cheap as, as and safe as nuclear, but okay. I mean, give me all of it. Yeah. Then let's yeah, become let's energy that. independent. Let's 100%, do it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's the end of our stories. All right. So, so we will we will link this story, um, and each one of these little stories has a link to the original story. Yeah. Uh, from the Guardian or Reuters or uh, the New Yorker, wherever they happen to come from. Yeah. Smithsonian Magazine. Um, so the you can. The thing read is, into is that there's good more. news out there. This year wasn't a complete shit show. It was kind of a shit show, but it's not a complete shit show. Yeah. So there's good news out there if you look for it. Yeah. When we come back for our second segment, Kevin and I are going to be a little bit more personal about our best and worst things of 2021. What are we feel like our best accomplishment was, and what we are. Um, looking forward to next year. Yeah. Our best accomplishment and what we're most, I guess, not disappointed. What's the word? Um, what we thought we didn't what we do well. Didn't do well. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, what are yeah. disappointments and what are most um, our proudest moments, I guess, of the year? Yeah. And then in a nutshell, that's basically yeah. it. And then what we're looking forward to in 2022. 2022. So we'll be back with that. Right in just a moment. This. And we're back. We're back with our most proud moment or accomplishment of 2021 and our biggest regret of 2021. Yeah. And then we'll talk about what we're looking forward to in 2022. Mm -hmm. The the sequel to 2020, hopefully not. <laughs> no, it's not 2020 part 2. Yeah. <laughs> Let's so, <laughs> most proud moment. Um, as we were very open and honest this year, uh, uh, when we were still Friday night chats, uh, not even in our fifth episode yet, uh, my mom had passed of COVID, uh, of all things. And it was a tough week. And It's been a tough year because of that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I miss my mom a lot. And it was hard for the whole family. But when the, we're planning the funeral... And we were talking to the funeral director. Um, I remember during my dad's funeral, which was the year we got married. Um, and today, uh, as we're recording this, just so you know, it's my dad's birthday. Happy birthday, Pop. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. um, I did not say anything at my dad's funeral. And, and I regretted that greatly. Like, I, I at the time, I just couldn't do do it i just couldn't do it uh and from then on i think i've learned how to handle myself better how to um, um speak a little better in public how to um uh, convey emotion without being overly emotional uh get a control on all of that so when it came time for my mom i felt like not only you know should I, I couldn't just not sit there and say something. I had to say something. So I made it part of the official, um, the official, uh, yeah, you basically ceremony. did the eulogy. Yeah. Uh, cause we had a very nice minister who was doing the, 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 you know, most of the duties. Uh, and most of the times, and we talked about this during the episode, most of these ministers, they don't really know the person. So they, 
you know, get some facts here or there and they kind of make it up and make it gussy it up. This guy was pretty good about not being that. He wasn't fake. You know, he mm-hmm. was just, you know, this is what I've learned from the family. This is what, you know, you know, what they're saying. And I can tell from talking to them that this is a true thing. It's basically what he did. And it was a really good ceremony. And then uh, it came to be my turn. And I didn't have anything written down. I'm never good at reading stuff. I've tried to read stuff here. <laughs> I try to make notes for the show. And yeah, Kevin's always better when he's just talking from his heart. Yeah. And uh, come out pretty good. It's on YouTube. I don't know if you can find it. I don't know if I want to link to it. But it's um, it's there. Um, and I think people said I did a really good job, uh, which you say I did a great job. Uh, my two brothers, which is the most important thing, at that time, I wanted to make sure they said I did a good job, and they both did. My sister-in-law, too, because my sister-in-law, uh, uh, both of my sister-in-laws are, are, well, all three of my sister-in-laws are awesome, but the, the, my sister-in-law, Darlene, who directly took care of my mom, uh, it was kind of important that she she said it was good, too. So and it, was, it was probably the most proudest moment I've ever had of another person. Yeah? Because mm-hmm. yeah. I don't, no, I know for sure I probably couldn't do it. Yeah, I get the whole like you feeling like I'm not letting this moment go by again. Yeah, because those are regrets you live with forever. Yeah, it I is. Mean, it it's, doesn't go I away. To, it doesn't. It is a huge regret that I didn't yeah. stand up for my dad. Yeah. Um. Yeah, uh, and I should have. I really should have. I had the opportunity. It was presented to me, and I just when it came time, I I pushed out because you didn't have time to prepare for it. I think if you had thought about doing it earlier like with your mom you had a little bit of time to kind of i think i had time because once i knew that i wasn't going to let that pass again yeah because it, it really does weigh heavy on me that i didn't say anything at my dad's funeral, no. and i should have i really should have but well he hears everything you're saying about him yeah so yeah yeah um that was easily my most impressed moment with you. Yeah? Yeah. I was going to make a dick joke, but I decided not to. Oh, my God. (laughs) There you are. There you are. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Okay. For me, in 2021, I think looking back at the year as a whole, I kind of found my voice a little bit. You did. And I stopped being afraid to advocate for myself Absolutely. and to speak up when I needed help or when, you know, things weren't healthy for me. And so just being able to do that is huge for me. Absolutely. Um, that started, I think out of, out of everybody I've known, uh, you have grown the most from the pandemic and that has to do with like when you went virtual you flourished because you came up with awesome ways to interact with your kids i'm a technology kind of person yeah like i like learning new technology and playing around with new tech so i was kind of in my comfort zone and i was also in my pj bottoms all the time so it was great (laughs) but But like yeah but that i think also it came with turning 50 Mm -hmm where I kind of stopped worrying so much about mm-hmm. what other people think. Well, yeah. And just, this is just what I need. And 
I'm going to tell you if I, I agree with this or don't agree with it anymore. And I'm, I'm not perfect at it still. I mean, I still just smile and agree with a lot of things, but I think the big things this year, I, yeah. I didn't shy away from having the difficult conversation. You don't necessarily let people walk all over. You I don't like, like confrontation right. at all. I will avoid confrontation. And this year there were just some times when I just did not avoid the confrontation. There you go. I just made sure I was heard. Whether it made a difference in my situation or not, just the fact that I voiced it mm. was huge for me. So I think that's probably what I'm most proud of myself this year. There you go. Now, you also, uh, and I think because of this, you started to flourish in the, the, the pandemic and the, the at-home learning, but then you started to do the Color Street thing and grow a little business out of it. Now you're not setting their sales records and, you know, you know, cause you sh you've shown me there's people that go do crazy sales. Oh and my shit God. There are it. people who make six figures. It's right. ridiculous. That is ridiculous, but yeah. you do well enough, you know, I mean, and, it's fun and it's fun. And three years ago, none of that would have happened no. three years ago. This podcast would have been impossible. This has been huge. This isn't, I mean, I guess looking at that too, we didn't even consider this. Mm -hmm as being something we're both proud of that's come out of this year. Yeah. Um, just to take on uh, and have conversation. And I don't, you know, we don't know how many people are watching. We, I mean, we may be 15, 20 people, maybe. Yeah. Um, but it's a, to us, that's an audience. Yeah. Like that's that all each individual person who's listening matters because they care and enough to listen. we appreciate every one of you as well. We um, really do. And I think we've grown a lot. A, yeah. I mean, it's become, whereas at first it was, oh, let's just sit and we really do like think through things now. And mm -hmm. we're like, all right, let's try this. And, and we're really more, um, I don't know if it shows in the quality of our, of our shows or anything, but we do put a lot more thought into it now. Mm -hmm. And we'll be like, oh, well, we'll talk about that on. Seriously, folks, let us know in the comments <laughs> if you're thinking we're getting better at this or if we should, you know, whatever. No one's going to say that they don't think we're getting well, that's the great. That's awesome. <laughs> that's, that's fucking fantastic. I like okay. that. All right. So biggest regret of 2021. Uh, well, uh, I put on weight. Um, I have done a pretty shitty job of taking care of myself. I was on a pretty good path where I was losing weight on a regular steady pace uh, just from eating right. And then I just kind of come off of it and I need to get back on it. Yeah. Hard. Well, I mean... And not to put this off, but your mom dying and that's probably where I, I mean, started to spiral about it. Yeah. yeah it, it just those kind of mental things and that stress. Yeah. Were people who've been dealing with being heavy our whole lives. Yeah. Our whole lives. So it, it's hard. There are triggers really that make good, things worse. Yeah, I was on a really good clip. I was losing weight on the steady. I felt better. And then yeah, it probably is right when mm -hmm. mom died. It was like one of those things where I just felt like, uh, you know what? I really do. I'll go ahead and have that Starbucks. Yeah, I really need that. I'll need that. Yeah, I yeah. need that. I mean, there were days where I was like, do you want Starbucks? And you're like, yeah, make it bad. You know? Because yeah. <laughs> you could either do the sugar-free, semi-decent, or just make it bad for me. And you yeah. were like, make it bad for like me. Like, my normal hot is just Splenda. Do you think your stress at work, like, do you think there's an issue there's, with being stressed out? I, I think so. Uh, throughout my most of my career, like even back in the Canon days, it was always technical work that I was doing. 
there's some Canada was some customer service type stuff, but mostly it was technical stuff. And and uh, uh, where I'm at now is I, I spent most of my career doing just technical stuff. And if they said, well, I have this blah 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 part problem, I'm like, oh, let me get you over to somebody that can do something for you. Uh, well, then I was the guy. That now they you're were the guy that they're to, sending. Yeah. yeah. And honestly, there's so much to it that I don't know. Uh, and things change constantly. I mean, this is call center 101. Uh, it's not anything that's new. You're to dealing me, but... with a communications company, too, that's constantly innovating new yeah. things and things are changing. And yeah. Yeah. So it's 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 a different it, it, it's a different animal almost almost on the daily. Um, so the job has been much more stressful. Um, the working from home didn't matter to me. I've been working from home almost ten years now. So yeah. well, you had a person on the phone yesterday that I was in the living room and I could hear her screaming at you. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, I just don't know how you stay calm. I mean, I I do as you put up with me, so it's good practice. <laughs> but like. You, you're a lightweight. You just continue to be calm, and I, nine I times out of ten, shit. you work the problem out. If they would just cooperate with you long enough, yeah, to let you get through what you need to get through, yeah. But they're screaming at you half yeah. the time. Well, and that, and that's probably like people will always told me that I was very patient, but the job breeds that so but what i'm saying is if you're noticing an an escalated level of stress with your job then maybe one of the things we have to do in 2022 is figure out how to balance that out mm, you could go back to drinking no that wouldn't <laughs> that would not help uh, marijuana will be legal well no, marijuana is legal i don't want to you want to try that no maybe some edibles but not i would to i would totally try edibles yeah all right Maybe we'll do that live. Is that, that going to be one of our goals in 2022? You and I, for the first time, and try some yeah. marijuana. We'll do that. We'll do that on the show. We'll do it live. We'll record it. We'll be like, hey, everybody. <laughs> Next Watch year, we're like, what was our biggest regret? <laughs> uh, um, for me, my biggest regret this year is um, I had a relationship, a friendship, uh, a long term friendship that mm. ended. Um, yeah and not in a good way. And I, looking back on it, there were things I could have done throughout our friendship, I think. Things I could have said at the time rather than not saying for the sake of not having a confrontation. This goes back to that, you know, I avoid confrontation and I'm learning not to do that as much because it's easier to deal with little things along the way than a big explosive thing. Yeah. Um, but when this did come to this big explosive thing, I could have closed the door on it a lot sooner than I did. And I think I, sh I shouldn't have held out. I, I kind of just let things go. Like a lot of things were said back and forth and misunderstandings, I think on both sides, I'm sure. I'm not saying that I'm not to blame in any of this because i probably am about equally to blame well i'm biased so if i throw an opinion out but there. i'm just saying like um once that i realized that that i don't think this is going to be something i can repair i should have done it then instead of just 
okay, I'm just not gonna deal with it. And then it just, it was always something that was there, always something that was there. Um, and then it went down in flames in a spectacular way through no real issue of mine. It was not even anything I had a hand in, but I just saw, I was like, I should have just done this sooner yeah. rather than let this hang over me for so long. Um, and I do regret the end of the friendship. But I'm just at a place in my life now where you don't need I, that bullshit. I can't I can't take someone who's not going to understand my side of something. Yeah. And just flat out I'm not even hearing it. Yeah. And it's everything's on me. That gaslighting me to be responsible for everything. I've had enough of that. And so that that's what the kids call a toxic relationship. And it was... It, was, it, it didn't that. have to be. It didn't have to be. I do bear responsibility for making it toxic and not having dealt with the little things all along. Right. I let them build up so much that it became too much for me to overcome. There you go. That's on me. Yeah. I mean, that was totally on me and I should not have done that. Um, I should have been upfront about things sooner. Yeah. But that isn't me either. You know? Yeah. I've learned... I have learned that I have to have the difficult, ask the difficult questions and set things straight when they happen and say, Hey, did I misunderstand this? Or is this what's going on here? And then everything's fine. You move past it with people that you really care about. It just became that we couldn't move past it anymore. So I do regret um, how that all happened. Yeah. But you learn from it. But I will tell you like the final closing of the chapter of that, was almost a relief finally mm-hmm. like oh, it was like a huge weight lift like i just don't me. i don't have to worry about every little thing i say, say or don't do, say yeah. yeah 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 so um anyway yeah i don't lose relationships very often in my life no because you're awesome no i just don't generally let i, I here's here's me to be a friend with me like a close friend it takes work on the other person's part because I've led a life of feeling not good enough to be friends with a lot of people. I kind of am very not antisocial, but I'm not socially comfortable. Mm -hmm. And so I will, I don't seek it out. And so the other person has to either understand that about me, you know, I'm not an every day. I need communication every day. Um, kind of person. Yeah, I can go a month without talking to a friend, and it's fine. I don't feel slighted if they're with other people or doing other things, or I see pictures of them on face. Like it doesn't that doesn't phase me. But it does take some understanding of the other person to know that about me. Yeah, you know, and that's I've been like that my whole life. Yeah. So when I have a really close friendships. They know and understand that about me. And I can think of two occasions in my entire life where, and then one of them was not even like that relationship has not ruined. It's way different than it was, but we're not, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't let go of people easily. Yeah. I really don't. 
It did you takes learn a lot. from the situation? I did. Then there you go. Again, and it wraps into that advocating for myself and mm-hmm. finding the voice. Yeah. Just not to be the one that always has to eat my feelings or be afraid to say something. It's not healthy. It really isn't. Mm. So So next time just say fuck you. <laughs> no, I will okay, for here's a perfect example. Mm-hmm. So now I work all day with my best friend from, you know, junior high. Mm-hmm. We've been best friends for I mean, we met when we were 13 and I'm 50. So a long time. Mm-hmm. Um and we went through periods in our friendship where we didn't see each other for long periods of time. Yeah. You know, she got married and had kids and became, we weren't on the same path. We were always in touch. We, you know, we always knew that we were there. Um, and then, you know, kind of got close again and working with her now every day in the same room has been amazing. Yeah. But there was a day where the kids were outside for recess. I was inside where it's quiet. And I heard a kid crying uncontrollably, just boo-hooing at the door. And it, I, it annoyed me because I'm like, oh, my God, why is this kid just... If you're going to recess, go out there and have fun. Don't go out there and cry, you know? So I went over to the door and I opened it up and I'm like, what is it? And I said it to my friend, meaning it for the child, but like, I'm not going to talk like this to the kid. I'm like, what is this all about? What is going on here? Kind of snapped, you know? And dealt with the kid, brought him inside, blah, 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 blah. And I said, God, I should not have snapped like that. Yeah. When they came in, I immediately was like, hey, I did I did not mean to snap at you. I'm sorry if I see. And she goes, oh, no, no, no. You know, it's, but I'm not going to let those things go now without yeah, acknowledging yeah, that. Yeah. Because that's yeah, how yeah. things go bad. That's how you learn. So you see that you learn. Great. Yep. So, yes, I have learned, and that's the big, it took me 50 years to learn <laughs> how to stand up for myself. And with my mom and my sister, you'd think I'd learned it a lot sooner. Mm. Well, there's <laughs> something. There, there's some, the Logan women are some strong women. So <laughs> strong-willed-minded, whatever you want to say, opinionated. Oh, uh, yeah, you love us, though. Yeah, I do. Absolutely. <laughs> so, All right. So, Next comment. Is- what are you what are you most proud of that you did this year? Yeah. Or and you and you know if you want to share your regrets from the year you can do that too. And if you're listening on Spotify there's that uh leave voice a voice back. message. Yeah, leave a voice message. That right. would be awesome. Yeah, cuz we want to hear from you guys. We really do. We want this I've always wanted this to be an interactive thing. So definitely let us know. Talk to us. And we decided we're keeping the YouTube. Mhm. Yeah. So we're going to continue to record this in video like we always have. Shout out to Bill. And then we'll just um, update or we'll upload the video or the audio yeah. portion to Spotify. Yeah. That was a, a fan thing because we were thinking that most people were just listening to us while they were doing other stuff. But when I uh, uh, was interacting with the, one of our fans through Facebook, he was like, keep the YouTube. He said, keep the YouTube <laughs> channel. And I was like, all right. You know, Don't but, call them fans. They're friends. Yeah. Well. Yeah, he's a friend. Yeah, he's a friend. He's a friend. Yes. I mean, next time we're down in Atlanta, we'll go visit, have some dinner. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, so now we're going to talk about what we're looking for in 2022. So, um, one, I'm hoping that it's not 2020 part two. I'm thinking that's. What is the story? We heard some avian bird flu. 
Oh God, I don't want. Might to be the pandemic of 2022. Oh, they can shove it up their ass. What was that? Shit. Where was that I from? I don't, don't even want to look at it. You don't. No. Okay. No, I don't want it. No more pandemics, unless it's killing people by the by the by the hundreds of thousands in a in a week. Then fucking we'll just suck it up and deal with it. You know what I mean? Okay. Sorry. <laughs> I'm looking it up anyway. Yeah. Massive new bird flu outbreak could be 2022's deadly pandemic. Mm. Well, luckily I'm not a bird. <laughs> this is a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't got feathers on me, goddammit. It's from Israel. Oh. Well, you can block off Israel real quick, I guess. Israel's National Security Council is now overseeing control of a massive bird flu outbreak in the Galilee region, which experts believe has the chance to bring yet another deadly pandemic in 2022. Yeah. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year, everybody. Well, If I know the Israelis there, then they'll they'll kick some bird flu ass. Yeah. How do you know that's not a terrorist attack against Israel? Yeah. Well, using birds is kind of pretty... That's pretty fucked up. But the Israelis would be like, oh, you poor little bird. Snap. <laughs> but anyway, yes. that's great. Uh, so what were we looking forward to? Yeah, I'm sorry, to? pandemic free. Uh, yeah. Here, that's what we want. One, I'm, I'm hoping that we can dip our toe a little bit more. And we started to dip our toe a little bit more, more so me than you, but... Uh, I am still nervous to go yeah. out. Like even we went to breakfast this morning and this woman was like hacking at the end of the table. Really? Yeah. You didn't, didn't notice. Remember anything. when I went to grab for my mask and you thought I was going to get my phone because Robin and I were both like, Oh my God. She was quite oh, a distance shit. away from us though. Really? I totally misread that. Yeah. I thought I like, mentioned... I just want to put my mask back on. <laughs> <laughs> so I was sitting there, we were talking about something and I, and I, it's a lot of times when I'll mention something that you mentioned using the multicam software. Yeah. You'll sometimes because you, you have this need to want the answer right away. <laughs> it's even happened in this episode. Like people earlier will remember she picked up her phone and was looking shit up. Alex Jones. Alex, Alex Jones. Jones. Yeah. <laughs> um, she'll do that. And I love that. I love that because I, I'm not going to do it. You know, uh, I'll just assume I'm right, you know, or just don't care, but she'll look it up. So, Great. I don't have to. So I just assume you were both doing the same thing because she, she, Robin does that too. And uh, oh my God, I did not know. And that woman ah! literally half coughed up a lung. That's hilarious. And Robin and I just looked at each other like, oh. I'm like, I just want to put my mask back on, but it would be so obvious right now. But they were like eight, they 10 were, feet yeah, away. I mean, it wasn't like away, we were yeah. sitting right at the next table, but. Yeah, it was... And there weren't that many people in there. It started getting busy when we were leaving. I'm glad yeah. we went early. But yeah. um, I still am a little wary. Yeah. But I can't. That's I'm always wary. I mean, that's not new. Too, so. We used to go to this place. It's called... Uh, we went to Egg Bistro Sunnyside. last week. I know, but I'm saying Sunnyside we haven't gone back to oh. since pre-pandemic. It was our favorite breakfast place. It, it was not the same. No, it really wasn't. They, they kind of lost the stuff. It was step. not the same today. Every restaurant has lost the stuff. Yeah. I think sure. so. Every restaurant has lost a step. And that's probably just because of the trials and tribulations of the pandemic. So Here's something to look forward to as far as restaurants go in 2022 is they're opening a Fuddruckers right down the street from us. Yeah. And apparently a Wawa is and, coming. And a Wawa. That was the big news of the day today. Oh, my God. I, I love <laughs> Wawa. Um, 
you know, because one of the things I like is they have, a, as far as a gas station breakfast goes, they have the best gas station breakfast. That that Wawa will not be open in 2022. Fuck. Anyway, uh, <laughs> they have, you can do these breakfast bowls or burritos, but breakfast bowls <laughs> where it's just eggs, sausage, and you can gussy it up with the, all these options. Love it. Absolutely love it. One of the reasons why I can't believe that Fud Ruckers, Fud Ruckers, I first of all I thought they were out of business. Yeah, I thought they were totally gone. And so when they started like, oh, I'm like, oh my god, Fud Ruckers. And then I was like, oh my god, like they have the big, you know, uh, condiments bar. Like they give you the hamburger with nothing on it, and you put, you go up to the condiments bar, and I'm like, it'll be a while before I'm comfortable going in and eating something off a buffet bar. Yeah. Especially right now and i know omicron oh it's not gonna kill you it's just like you've been vaccinated i still don't want to get sick so if i can avoid it i will anyway but you've we've got a trip we had a trip in uh, june with the rose family uh my niece has really been the uh the the i guess the organizer organizer Mm -hmm. of this uh hatter's island which is a big part of our lives um because when i graduated high school we started going down there uh, I worked down there for a couple summers. Uh, it, it's, it's just kind of our uh, Tommy used to live down there. Mm-hmm. Tommy and Darlene. Tabby and still does. Yeah, Tabby still lives down there. So the family, uh, my brothers and I, and uh, we're renting a house, and then some of our extended family cousins and whatnot from all over, some you know Carolina, Boston. Uh, other places we're all renting various places on the island we're gonna hang out for a week i'm actually gonna spend some time on the beach yeah we got got special beach chairs for christmas yeah special 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 beach towels towels. yeah and i'm hoping for my birthday i'll get one of those um like canopy things that we can put up so i'm not the sun the whole time yeah um so yeah i mean i'm i'm actually gonna spend some time yeah on the sand how unlike me yeah Spend a little time. Well, I'll I'll get in the ocean, depending on what the water's like. They, uh, I've been in the water in Hatteras, um, and a couple times I got scared. I'll be honest with you, because sometimes when the water's a little uh, sandy from you know the way the tides run or whatever, and it gets a little brown, you can't really see in it. Sometimes it's almost crystal clear. It's great, but when it gets like that and you're in the ocean, uh there are things that can happen that kind of freak you out. Like, like one time I just had my hand on the water and there was a fish there. I don't know what kind of fish it was, <laughs> but I got the hell out of that ocean as fast as I could. Um, I don't like the ocean. I I've got, I never have liked the ocean yeah. even as a young person, but now I don't trust my knees enough. Yeah. Like if, coming out of it you know i always got that little dizzy feeling when the water was coming back and you were going out like mm-hmm. i feel like if i got knocked over i would have a really hard time getting back up last and i don't want to drown ocean. on a vacation the last time i was I'll in the ocean the was when we were at the myrtle beach i went out a little bit yeah. and then as i was coming back in my pants totally well got there's taken a pool at the, the house we're at too so if we really yeah. want to go swimming we got the pool there we go yeah so that'll be fun i'm looking forward to that too yeah yeah. Kevin wants to record while we're down there, see if he can get any of his family. I think they will. I mean, some of them, <laughs> I, I got some crazy folks in my family. I love you guys. I do. But, and I'm looking forward to seeing you and everything. But, you know, I think selling some folks on the air, you know, mm-hmm. I'm 100% we'll down. See. 
So we've got that we're looking forward to. I think just general getting some exercise back. And mm-hmm. I mean, that's really my every year for my whole life, but you know, definitely got to get, get back, back out on, on the wagon. Start checking your blood sugar every day. And yeah, I need to get back, to you know, that routine. kind of thing. Yeah. So I'm a bad, I'm a very bad patient. I'm a horrible patient. You not, think I would learn because a couple of years ago I went in the hospital. Yeah, you think you would learn. I guess every time he goes. <laughs> yeah. So. Not only are we going in June on a vacation together, but we have spring break off together too. Yeah. yeah. Which is so awesome. Yeah, it is awesome. Uh, That'll be nice. It will be nice. Yeah. It'll be a good first half of the year. And then we'll just chill and re- relax until we're here on Chris on New Year's Eve next year. Mm-hmm. Talking about how shitty 2022 was. was. <laughs> Let's hope we're not. Here are the top good stories that happened. <laughs> Let's hope we're not. Yeah. Let's hope we're not. So. We hope that you guys, uh, all of our viewers, uh, family, friends, we love you guys. Hope you have a great New Year. If you're out um, on New Year's Eve and you're drinking, please call Uber. Yep. They, you know, they have workers' rights now. So. Yeah. Don't drive yourself. Um, be safe. Be very safe. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but uh, have a great, great new year. Uh, look forward to whatever comes your way. Uh, tackle it. Make it your boss, your bitch. No, make it your bitch, not your boss. Be the boss. Make it your bitch. There you go. Yeah. That's what we're going to call this episode. Be-, <laughs> be be the boss. Make it your bitch. <laughs> That's probably not. It's probably not what we're going to call this episode. Yeah. Maybe a, maybe a subtitle, and since we're definitely going to be putting a link in there, <laughs> it'll be our B thing at the yeah. end. Be the boss. Be the boss, <laughs> not the bitch. <laughs> All right, everybody. Uh, uh, are we going to do TikTok? I don't think the TikTok translates very well to the uh, audio non-viewing audience. So, mm. I say maybe that's something we lose. Mm-hmm. But our, our, our conversation has been a lot longer than normal. Yeah. So, so no TikTok this time. But if you want TikTok back, let us know in the comments. I am working on a shirt for Kevin that says comment, like, and subscribe <laughs> so that you can wear that. And I'll even say coming up roses on now on Spotify. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we can do our own merch. <laughs> oh. See, I'm glad I didn't get rid of all that vinyl. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh man, we hadn't even. This is the. This is literally the second. You'd we just be in about on the that. ground floor, people. Yeah. Let us know in the comments what you think <laughs> about merch. Would you wear a coming up roses shirt? And what kind of design? We could make it like? cool. I mean, it doesn't have to be all flowery and stuff. Yeah. We could do whatever we want. Yeah. We do like caricatures that just say like "fuck you." No. <laughs> no. Uh, that won't happen. No. All right, guys. Have a very happy new year and. Uh, Bring in 2022 safely, safely and in style. Bye, everybody. Mm-hmm.